0: fusionchurch.cc slash soap and join us as we deepen our understanding and relationship with god
1: good morning good morning fusion church all right can you guys hear me okay this morning all right it is friday freedom friday and freedom friday begins tonight come on now You know, we are all anticipating what's going to happen throughout this weekend, but God has been preparing, God has been shaping, God has been moving things around, and you know, we're going to have a blessed time in the Lord, and we're going to see the hand of God in motion throughout this weekend. All right, now, so this morning, uh, you know, guess what? It's the 1st of December already, how time has flown by, you know, and now we, we're going to be in the book of James. So let's start with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, I just thank you, Father, for this is the day that you have made, oh Lord God. And I thank you, Father, that you have provided for us. You have met our needs, Father. Now I pray for everyone that is watching and listening, that you would just be with them, that you would just strengthen them, Father God. I thank you for your word. Speak to us, let it be you and not us. For this we ask in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Amen. Oh, I stretch amen. if you need to. And my lovely Sandra over the word.
0: All right. I am in the NIV version, uh, James chapter one, starting with verse one. It says, James, a servant of God and the Lord Jesus Christ, to the 12 tribes scattered among the nations Greetings. Consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds. Because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. Perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. If any of you lacks wisdom, he should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to him. But when he asks, he must believe and not doubt, because he who doubts is like a wave of the sea, blown and tossed by the wind. That man should not think he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all he does. The brother in humble circumstances ought to take pride in his high position, but the one who is rich should take pride in his low position, because he will pass away like a wildflower. For the sun rises with scorching heat and withers the plant, its blossom falls, and its beauty is destroyed. In the same way, the rich man will fade away even while he goes about his busyness, excuse me, business. Blessed is the man who preserves under trial, because when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life that God has promised to those who love him. When tempted, no one should say, God is tempting me for God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt anyone, but each one is tempted when by his own evil desire, he's dragged away and enticed. Then after desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin and sin when it's full grown gives birth to death. Don't be deceived. My brothers, my dear brothers, every good and perfect God is from above coming down from the Father. Of the heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. He chose to give us birth through the word of the truth that we may be kind, excuse me, be a kind of first fruits of all he created. My dear brothers, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry, for man's anger does not bring about the righteous life that God desires. But the man who looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues to do this, not forgetting what he has heard, but doing it, he will be blessed in what he does. If anyone considers himself religious and yet does not keep a tight rein on his tongue, he deceives himself and his religion is worthless. Religion that God our Father accepts as pure and faultless is this to look after orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself from being polluted by the world. Amen.
1: Amen. Thank you. Thank you so much, Sandra. All right. Stretch it again. Wow. Wow. You know, it's a, it's a, a perfect word, you know, for, for the beginning of, of this conference that we're going to be doing tonight. You know, the book of James, uh, it is believed that it was written by, by James, the brother of Jesus. Um, you know, it was written between 45 and 52 A.D. It was written for the, the Jewish Christians around the area and those that were scattered. And, and, and the beautiful thing about this particular book and James is because it starts off in verse one. It says, James, a bond servant of God. You know, we can stop right there. We can stop right there. James, a bondservant of God. James, the brother of Jesus. You know, uh, you know, he doesn't he doesn't proclaim to be uh, you know, Jesus' brother or use that particular title to gain anything. You know, and he could have been one that would have said, Well, I am Jesus' brother, you know, so that can open up doors, how you know, how everybody's looking for a platform sometimes, you know, that that you know they want to be recognized. But James, he was humble because he starts off, James, a bond servant of God and of Jesus Christ. You, you know, you could see the humility there, you know, to the 12 tribes which was gathered abroad, you know, greeting. So he was speaking, he was being humble, and he was speaking to all those tribes that have uh, been scattered because the people were all over the place uh, at this particular moment. And he wants to reach out to them, and he wants to bring him the word, the word. And he started in verse two, he says, My brethren, count it into all joy when you fall into various trials. Now, if you hear that face, hey, be happy. Don't let the circumstance bother you. You know, uh, you know, you know, don't worry about it. It's gonna get okay. Sometimes, you know, when you when you say count it all joy, you know, all joy, but this is the joy of the Lord, which is different from the joy of the world. The joy of the world is temporal, but this particular joy is a joy that suggests that I have hope for the future, that even though I am going through this particular uh, trial, you know, at this particular moment, I can have joy. Why? Because God is going to help me through this trial. God is going to help me through this situation, which is different from what the world teaches us. You know, it's different. So he said that counted into all joy. So we should be like right now, Despite how you feel, you should be going, Whoo, praise the Lord, hallelujah. You know, I'm making it. This is gonna be all right, you know, and you can and and but that's technically that's what we should be doing, rejoicing in the Lord, you know. But it says, you know, counter into our joy. Why? Why do we counter into our joy? You know, because the word, the word of God says, you know, that God is in control. But look what it says in 2 Timothy uh uh 3 12, it says. Yes, you and all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer prosecution. So, you know, it's in Second Timothy telling us that even when we try to do the good things, you know, we're going to be attacked. But if we are being attacked, it's because we are a threat, because we are a threat to the kingdom of darkness, because we have the power of the Holy Spirit. We have the Lord in our lives and we become a threat. But it's but it's again, counted into all joy, you know, this is, and like I said, this is not the joy of the world that fades away, but this is the joy of the the believer, you know, that we can see beyond where we are at right now, and that is what God is telling us. He says, knowing in verse 3, that the testing of your faith produces patience. The testing of your faith produces patience. Patience is the ability to persevere through, uh, through increasing levels of testing and suffering. Let me say that again. Patient is the ability to persevere through increasing levels of testing and suffering, which means, my brothers and sisters, as we go through the process, it's going to develop us. It's going to make us stronger. It's just like go to the gym for the first time. When we go to the gym for the first time, the second, third or fourth day, we come home, we, we go like, oh, I can't even lift up my arm. You know, your legs are killing you. Your back is hurting you. But then as you continue to exercise, as you continue to work out, as you continue to get into a pattern, guess what? all that pain starts to go away and then you start developing strength and you and you start to persevere in that position and it is the same way in our christian walk the lord will allow things to come our way to build us up we cannot remain in the same position for all times we have to be growing we have to be developing because god wants to use us god wants to use us so it says there you know, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. We're supposed to be growing. We're supposed to be uh, be growing in the Lord, and and, and God is going to help us through it. In verse 4, he says, but let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete and lacking nothing. Let patience have its perfect work, you know. Patience shows that more the, the More work must be done in the believer, you know, to make us complete. We're never going to arrive if we don't go through something. We're never going to arrive if we don't deal with something. Life, it's a a, a path that that we walk through, and it's supposed to be something that you learn. If you're not learning nothing in the situation that you're in, guess what? You're going to go around the mountain again. That's what happened to Israel. Israel was for all this time in the desert. Going around the desert, going around the desert, 40 years going around the desert. And it could have taken them three days to go in the desert and go through the desert for 40 years that they were being tested. You know, so, so, so patience, you know, has you know, it has to have the work in us and patience will make us perfect and complete. And although it's developing us, but look what it says at the end of verse four, perfect and complete and lacking nothing. That means we become, we become more mature, that we, we become more developed in the Lord. So, you know, so therefore, as I as I grow and as I go from one storm, you know, and I, and, I, and I get through that storm and I say, oh, thank you, Jesus, that this is over. Thank you, Jesus, that you made my knee. Thank you, Jesus, that you helped me through this. Now you have a testimony. You see? So when the next storm comes our way, we have something to fall on. We have something. God brought me through this. Guess what? God's going to bring me through that, you know, and that's why it's important that we are constantly growing, that we are constantly developing in the Lord. You know, I have heard, you know, and I have said it myself, never ask for patience because patience will bring trials. Patience will bring difficulties. So if you want patience and you stop praying for it, guess what? You're going to have storms because the storms is what develop us. We have to go through something to be developed. So I, I don't ask for patience. I just deal day by day with what I have to deal with. And I give God the praise and the glory, because guess what? Every day will bring another thing. Every day will bring another situation. Every day will bring another problem. But you know what? I don't worry about that, because God is with us. God is with me. And if God is with us, who can yes. come against yes. us, amen? So, you know, so we have to make sure that we we are constantly using the word of God. We are constantly speaking God's word over our lives, constantly speaking God's word over our family. You know, it says in verse five, if any one of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given. It is okay to ask for help. It is okay to ask for advice. None of us are perfect. None of us. I have certain individuals that if I have a question, if I have a situation that I can turn to, we all need to be able to do that. You know, we, we, we're not self-sufficient all the time. You know, and, and Solomon, you know, and Solomon, you know, he he went before the Lord and the and the Lord asked him, What can I give you? And Solomon in in first Kings three. Verses uh, 9 and 10, it says, Solomon says, therefore to you, to your servant, you know, servant and understanding heart and for, for wisdom to judge your people, that I may discern between good and evil for who is able to judge such a greater people. And then the Lord said, after, after Solomon said this to the Lord, that he just wanted wisdom, that he wanted wisdom so he can lead the people. And in verse 10, it says, the speech pleased the Lord that Solomon have asked this thing? Therefore, you know, we have to be, you know, it's okay to ask. It's okay to say, Lord, I need you. Lord, I, I need more. I need help. You know, I need I need assistance. And guess what? God will answer. God will provide. God will meet your need. You know, when you have a moment, you know, go to Proverbs, Proverbs 2. It talks about the value of wisdom. But you got to read the whole chapter. And I I can't read the whole chapter here. I'm not going to read the whole chapter. I just thought that Proverbs 2, you know, speaks about wisdom. Uh, That's a good book uh, uh, about wisdom. So if you get a chance, read that. Verse 6, he says, but let him ask in faith, not doubting. Okay, not doubting. For he who doubts is like a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed side by side. Ask by faith, believing you will receive it. You have to be convicted that you are going to receive, because when our prayers cannot be a prayer, I say, Lord, maybe you cannot do. You cannot do a maybe prayer. Maybe prayers don't work, Lord. If you like, no, you gotta pray directly to the Father, and you gotta and you gotta add belief in what you're asking for. He's going to meet. In in Mark 11, 24, it says, "Therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray." whatever things you ask when you pray. Now, I can stop right there too, because that word when, that means is that it's telling us that we should be praying. That we should be praying on a daily basis. Not just on Sundays, not just on a Friday, not just when uh, you know when we have a Zoom, but we should be praying. It says, when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. That's it. That's it. So when we pray and when we go before the Lord, you know, we gotta say, Lord, you know, i come before you, and, and and I receive the answer. I receive you know what you are saying that I'm going to receive because you know the word clearly says, with no doubting, doubting will stop it. In first Timothy, look what it says in First Timothy 2:8. I are therefore, therefore, that the men pray everywhere. So I decide, therefore, that men pray everywhere, lifting up the holy hands without wrath and without doubting. You cannot pray without. Proud will stop God's blessing upon you. You know, doubt will delay God's answering your prayers. You know, doubt will cause the believer to go in many different directions without any control. In other words, like the waves of the sea, like the waves of the sea go back. And forth, back and forth, because of the doubt. And that's why it's so important that we do not do it. And look what it says in verse seven it says, For let not man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. Clearly, it says here that you will not receive anything from the Lord if there is doubt. You know, doubt is the kryptonite to, to Superman, doubt is the kryptonite to faith. You know, we cannot be doubting. We cannot put ourselves in there. Well, if God, well, maybe, well, it could happen. Well, it happened to them, but I don't know it's going to happen to me. You know what? You just stopped every every blessing that was coming your way. You just stopped it by doubting. You know, and look what, and then it gets even deeper than that. It gets even deeper than that. You know, it says he. Is a double-minded man unstable in all his ways. So referring to the guy in the, in, uh, before, you know, he says that he is a double-minded, unstable, unstable. When we when we doubt the Lord, when, when we doubt His word, you know, we stop it. A double-minded person believes, but then he doubts. That's a double-minded. Goes back and forth like the like the sea. Like the ocean that like the weather lord was saying, a double-minded person is like, like, like that cartoon back in the day that you used to see it, and you used to have a little angel on one side of your ear, and you have the devil on the other side of your ear, and the angel was saying, "You can do it, you can do it," and the devil was saying, "No, don't do that," or the devil was saying, "Yeah, sin," and the angel was saying, "Don't sin." So that's what it reminds me of. That you can that person that person cannot make up their mind. They cannot make up their mind. And that's why we need to focus on His Word. You know, that's one of my, that's one I'm my, the words that I always use to keep your focus. To keep your focus, to focus on the Word. Because look what it says. Look what it says in James four eight. Draw near to God, and He will draw near to you. Come on now, draw near to God; He will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands all your sinners, and purify your hearts. You double-minded. So he's talking again about double-minded. Cannot be double-minded. But the, the key words here is: if we draw near to the Lord, if we draw near to Him, if we we get if we just decide to seek Him to get closer to Him, guess what? He is going to make a way for you. He is going to be your provider. He is going to be there. He is going to help you, because as we draw near to God. As we draw near to his promises, to his word, guess what? You're going to figure out who this Lord that you serve is. You're going to feel his presence because the presence of God is real. The anointing of God is real. And guess what? This weekend, the presence of God is going to be very intense at Fusion Church in this conference. The presence of God is what breaks the yoke. The anointing of God breaks the yoke. And the only way that we're going to have this presence and this anointing is if we draw near to him. And I and, and and I'm included in that because if I don't draw near to God, I'm not going to be strong. If I don't draw near to God in prayer, you know, and seek his face, you know, I'm not going to receive what I need to do the battle, to fight the good fight of faith. So therefore, I have to constantly constantly Go to the Lord constantly, renew my mind constantly, you know, seeking him because he's the one that's going to help me. He's the one that's going to strengthen me. He's the one that's going to provide for me, you know, and and that's what the Lord would do. So, again, draw near to God. Come on. we got to draw near to God. That should be something that we're striving every single day, every single day. And and, and in verse 12, he says, Blessed is the man who endures temptation. For when he has been approved, he will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. So there is a crown of life. You know that there is a crown of life. But blessed is the man who endures. Who endures. We have to endure this battle. We have to endure what we're going through, but we have to endure it to and, and, and you know to go through it you know, and to keep ourselves from being tempted, from being uh, pulled in, to being pulled in, you know, so therefore, you know, I have to rely on God, because God does not tempt anybody. In verse 13, he says, let no one say when he is tempted, I am tempted of God, for God cannot tempt anyone. So God does not tempt anyone. He doesn't, he doesn't do that. The enemy does. The enemy is the deceiver. The enemy is the one that is trying to pull us away. The enemy is the one that's bringing this doubt to have double, have a, a to be double-minded, you know. But God has come to give us life and life in abundance. So therefore, you know, even even in verse fourteen, he says, "But each one is tempted when he is drawn away by his own desire." So you see, it's our own desires that get us in trouble. Our own desires and our own entice is what gets us in trouble when we seek the wrong thing. You know, when we seek the wrong thing, that's when temptation comes in. That's why the word of God says to renew your mind, to have the mind of Christ. And we can only renew ourselves in Christ Jesus when we turn to him, when we seek him, when we draw near to him. You know, that's when we're going to have the victory. That's when we're going to have peace in our life. It says in verse 19, so then, my, my my beloved reverend, let every man be swift to hear and slow to speak, slow to wrath. A lot of times, a lot of times, we want to say what's on my mind. A lot of times we want to just, we want to spill out what the first thing that comes into mind When we are in a situation, when we hear something, you know, or when somebody else is speaking, you know, but it stays there, you know, be slow to speak. Watch what you're going to say. Come on. You can never take those words back. Once the words uh, leave your lips, they are out there. They are out there. I remember back in the day when I was young and I had hair, you know, in my, in my earlier years in, in marriage, yeah, 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 Doc. I see you got hair. <laughs> you know, well, back in the day, you know, you know that uh, that. I um, see, I lost my throat here. Oh, slow to speak. That's right, slow to speak. That you know, me and my wife would get it. We'll, we'll get into a discussion. You know, and 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 one time I heard I heard her say, uh, "I prefer for you to give me a slap, than to share that." than to say those words. Because, you know, uh, uh, a slap is, is temporary. It's a hit, you know, and it's temporary. But words, words will be recorded in your mind. And these words will be played and replayed and replayed and replayed. So we need to be careful with our words. We need to be careful with with what we say. Because the scripture itself says that life and death is in the power of the tongue. So we need to bridle this tongue. We need to bring this tongue under uh, 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 and, and just hold it back, hold it back. Because even though what you might be saying it might be a truth, but you don't want to be condemning and you don't want to be judging. Because Scripture says, "Judge not, lest you be judged." So watch what we say. Watch what we say. And, and again, Scripture is perfectly clear. You know, you know, to be slow. Be swift to hear and slow to speak, you know. And again, now it goes, I'm going to jump into 2022 because my time is fine. For be doers of the word and not hearers, only deceiving yourself. In other words, you know, you know the word. Come on. We know the word. Now we need to be doers of the word. We need to be obedient to the word. You know, because every single time we have a Zoom, every single time you hear a word that is God speaking to you, that is God speaking to your heart, and God is saying, "Okay, now I'm giving you my word. I'm giving you my the ammunition that you need to live a victorious life." But well, now you got to do something with it. Christianity is not just for us. Christianity, you know, is it, for us to share that with everybody else. We got to give it away. We got to make sure that we do what God has called us to do. If God has called you to be a worshiper, then be a worshiper. If God has called you to be cleaning the church, then be cleaning the church. If God has called you to be helping the seniors, then help the seniors. But whatever the call that God has given you, you need to be working in that area. You need to be doing the will of the Father because he is there and he And we are his hands and his mouthpiece extended. So my brothers and sisters, we need to make sure that we follow the word of the Lord. You know, this particular, it's only a small 27 uh, verses for this particular chapter, but it speaks so much value that I I could be, I could take this apart even more. And I had to reduce it because it just, the the pages are going to continue to, uh, to grow with all this information, but what God is telling us, you know, that we can do this. Come on, we can do this. Greater is he that is in us, that he that is in the world, and no weapons formed against us will prosper. We can do this as we come together, and especially those that are involved in the, the Freedom Conference this weekend, whether you are a volunteer or whether you are attending, we, have, we need to be open to the voice of the Lord, we need to be open to his presence, we need to be open, and what he is saying, because I know that God is going to move in a supernatural way, upon everyone's life, not only those that are coming in, or those that are given, those who are volunteers, if you're a volunteer, I take my hat out to you, You know, because God is going up to bless you in a supernatural way. So, you know, you go there and we do what we need to do, but we do it unto the Lord. And when we do it unto the Lord, guess what? As we release it, as we pray, as we worship him, and as we just release that out there, guess what? We release it, God's going to fill you. As we give it away, God's going to fill you. So I'm believing. I'm believing in a wave coming in, and a wave coming in through that building, and a wave just consuming the whole atmosphere because it will be holy ground. It's going to be holy ground. So I speak life into this situation. I speak life into this conference that there's going to be so many breakthroughs. But not only on those that we are ministering to, but also to ourselves, because as we give it, God will fill you. As you release it, God will fill you. As you lay hands, God will fill you. You will not be lacking nothing. You will not be lacking nothing, because the source is the Lord. His presence is going to make the difference. So again, let's be like James. As humble as he was writing this book, and as humble as he starts off, a servant of God, a servant of Jesus Christ. That's 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 what that says it right there. And that's what we're supposed to do. We serve one another. We serve the kingdom of God. Let us pray, Father God. I thank you for your promises, for your word, for your presence. I pray for all my brothers and sisters. You know where they're at. You know what they need. I pray that you will meet their needs, Father. Let it be an overflow. Let it be an overflow, Father God. An overflow that they cannot contain, Father God, beyond their imagination, beyond what they're thinking, Father. You you are the God of abundance, and you will do it abundantly, O Father God, and exceedingly, O Lord God what they're asking for. I pray for your blessings. I pray for your blessings upon our lives, our homes, our families, our children, our marriages, our loved ones, Father God. Pray for this conference tonight, Father God. I pray that you will just be with us, that you will be there with the, the volunteers, that you'll be there with the participants, Father God. And I just thank you for the victory I am. I thank you for the, hit, hit, uh, the, hint, uh, the healing that's gonna take place. I thank you for the deliverance that's gonna take place. I thank you, Father, for the overflow. For this I decree in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. All right. All right, guys. God bless you. God bless you. You know, God is on the move. I'll be seeing you guys later on this afternoon. Have a blessed Friday. Freedom Friday. Keep speaking it out. In Jesus' name. God bless.